Mikey Devereaux, your host of Verbal Assault Livestream. We are a political podcast that hits from left, right, and center. Our hashtags are no nonsense, no filter, no kidding, even though we do throw a little, some comedic jabs every now and then, and I am known to be the needler. I've been called snarky before, but we won't even talk about that. Um, we are available on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as well as 11 other platforms. If you'd like to contribute to the program, you can contribute on Twitch and Patreon. We are on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Vimeo, and YouTube. And if you would like to be part of the program, you can always email us at castcrew212 at gmail, C-A-S-T-C-R-E-W-212 at gmail.com. I have on the program today a few people, and a couple may join us a little bit later. I have Brian Parker, who is a graduate of the University of North Carolina. He's went to Chapel Hill. He's a parent. He leans left, and he calls out the foolishness from the right. Hello, Brian Parker. Hello. Here to do my duty. Okay. You're sounding a little bit muffled there, so I hope you put that muffin down and come over to the microphone. Okay. Okay. You're sounding a little bit clearer now. Um, The quality of internet and the quality of Apple versus Microsoft. There we go. Um, I also have joining us on the program. um, His name is Sam Samuel Kuchera. Sam is a global entrepreneur who has lived in Asia for 20 years. specifically China, known not Wuhan, but he is going to give us the Asian perspective. He has also done business in Australia. He gets around and eventually he plans on conquering South America and Africa with his global uh, business feats. Sam, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you? How's everybody today? I, you know, I am fine myself, and I am looking forward to this conversation. We should have, um, we should have um, Nyorka Encarnacion joining us in a little bit. Um, we're going to give her about four or five minutes, and then we will also have joining us later Rob Arnold. And as most of you know, Rob Arnold leans right. Um, Nyorka, she is sort of our Erin Brockovich, and she is also going to be on Thursday and Friday's program when we discuss the real estate industry and New York and some things that we feel are in conflict. With that being said, today's topic is supply and demand the lack of preparation, and the loss of time. Um, Sam, would you say that we're presently at war? Uh, yes, we are, with, a, with an evil little virus. Yeah. And I think that it's not a political thing, but it's a human thing. We all need to pitch in. <sighs> okay. It's um, and so, what do you feel that the United States is doing or not doing? To um, and I'm sorry, I'm typing as I'm speaking in order to um, in order to 
make this move a little bit faster? What do you think we should be doing? Um, I think we need to listen to what the uh, what's coming from the higher ups, meaning the president or the White House or CDC or anybody else who knows in, who knows more than we do. I think we need okay. to pay attention. Okay, you say that we need to pay attention. Um, we, but, and you agree that we are at war, which means that all hands should be on deck. Um, so, Sam, why are we not more prepared for this here in the United States? Well, I think that um, there's different levels that that falls on and different uh, responsibility falls on different people in different ways. So when you're talking about the preparedness, I think that you mean um, the government because the people have a different way of looking at it. Um, so for the government-wise, why we're not prepared for it? Well, I guess um, there's, there could be many different reasons why. Um, we shouldn't really speculate too hard. We should just kind of get along and make it work, get everyone together, get everyone to uh, social distancing, practice this. Um, better hygiene. In fact, I, I just heard recently that the most important thing you can do for yourself is just to make sure before you touch your face or body, wash your hands thoroughly. That would be the most important, the single most important thing that we can do for ourselves <clears throat> in terms of um, in terms of social distancing. Well, you know, we can all try. It's a little hard for some people, but for a lot of people, it may not be so hard. Okay, so your you you your your focus today on sort of saying that um, we're not following instructions here in the United States. Uh, Germany is having less of a problem when we discussed that early, earlier in the week. Uh, we're being told that China has less of a problem, and North Korea seems to have things under control. Um, North Korea is run by uh, dictatorship. You were so saying, what would, Sam? What, yeah, what would make you think that North Korea has it under control? They don't have nearly as many cases as we do, and we're not we're we're not hearing the mass panic that we have in the United States right now. The United States has the most cases internationally. Well, yeah, that's true. And but the, you can say the same thing about Papua New Guinea. Papua New Guinea has one case. Like, okay, what does this, mean? this just means where the, where the where the originating point was, which is still airy fairy, it's up in the air, right? There's a speculation it could have started in Canada, it could have started in uh, the U.S. military, it could have started in right there in China. Um, but it's going to come down to where the people have traveled, whether it be the people going into China and taking it out with them, exporting it, or whether the Chinese exported it on their own. You know, patient number one has not yet really truly been identified, right? So, I think um, speculation. We we need to be a little lighter on that. Um, Brian, I, he's saying that uh, the patient number one hasn't been identified, but we keep saying Wuhan. We keep saying a vendor at a fish market was known to be the first person. Are we watching the same news channels? <laughs> well. <clears throat> yes, but you got to understand something. And this is the point that I constantly try to make is, is that, and Sam, I, I truly hope you will agree with this. There's at least 30% of uh, Trump followers that will believe Trump no matter what he says. Okay. All right. okay. Is, is that okay? Sure. Is that okay? 
Yeah, sure, man. Uh, there are some people that are, that that don't open their minds and 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 digest and 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 think of things for themselves. There are th- there are people that will just follow. So Brian, okay, so I totally and, agree and with you. Go for you it. Agree, okay, so and you would agree that a lot of these people have uh, are in professions like schools, doctors, lawyers. Um, they're just, they're in positions of authority. They can be judges, police officers, and all kinds of things. Do you not think that if they tend to do that, how dangerous that could be if the information that is coming out of his mouth may not be accurate because he sees some political advantage to doing that? Um, first part of your question, yes, I do see that that can be irresponsible, whether it's him being taken. I think what you mean to say is he can take advantage of that for for political gain. If that's what you that's mean, exactly. yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I I, okay. I can agree with you. I can agree with you. But, but that spans across all, all that spans across all spectrums. They're going to always be followers for many different things, yeah, even for Democrats. But but if I'm looking at this correctly, he's the only president of the United States right now, right? That is correct. He's the one that holds the highest office in the land. Is that correct? That is correct. In this epidemic, you said earlier that the book ultimately stops with him. Is that correct? In this country, yes, that is correct. So then the highest level of accountability should be on the person that holds the highest uh, in the land. So my, my point to all that is, and I'm not trying to just dump Trump, no, um, but he has, he has the most responsibility in this. So when we're talking about looking to the higher ups for news and information and everything, the responsibility and the onus of him is not to look. You keep saying that this is not a political issue, but if he's using political slights, to uh, take these conferences and not like Cuomo is doing, all the other governors are doing and talking about losses and what we need to do and things like that and what we need, but you're taking jabs at the media. You're sitting there talking about Governor Inslee, who was a failed presidential candidate. What the hell does that have to do with the coronavirus? You know, all these different immature, petty things. There are certain 30% of people out there that, that that's all they're hearing, Sam. They're not hearing anything about um, all the different medical needs and and uh, places need to be shut down and everything. All they're hearing is his bullshit. So he needs to be more responsible for that because when he says it's a hoax, when he says that there's only 17 people that have it, when he says that, oh, when it gets warmer, it's going to go away, or when uh, there's a drug out there for malaria that uh, could be found to do this and do this, and then a lady and her husband take the drug and the husband dies – and she's in intensive care. People are listening to him. He needs to be on board with the information that he is being briefed with in the classified briefings, as well as the meetings that they're having on a daily basis with the CDC. He can't be up on the stage giving out one set of facts. Then Dr. Fauci comes up right behind him and basically says something totally different. Who are they supposed to listen to? And why do you have to sit there and figure out, should I listen to Trump or should I listen to Dr. Fauci? They should be singing out of the same hymn book. Can you give me an example of why that? Are, because I know that they, they have been in sync. And I, oh, and my I, God, no. And I actually heard Trump say that he's taken direction from the, from Dr. Fauci. Well, he, he says that and then turns right back around and says a lot of stuff that's not factually true. Dr. Fauci will come up uh, right after him and try to clarify it and, and, uh, and splice it, so to speak, so that he doesn't seem like he's in direct uh, contradiction with the president, because we know what happened if you directly scrutinize the man. 
his ego ain't gonna let that happen. And the next thing you know, um, nobody will see you again. All right. Well, for what you're saying, there is some truth to what you're saying. I can go with that. I could also say that every time you pin, every time, every time you pin the responsibility on Trump, I I have to also remind you that there's co-equal branches of government. Those are the ones that are responsible for checks and balances with him. So it does get shared to some degree. Okay. Um, for some reason, I'm trying to get Sam to refresh his page, and he doesn't seem to be getting my signal. So I don't know if you guys can hear him, but I'm going to uh, just cut in here for a second. And I'm sure that once Sam refreshes his page, he will be back on the program. And I want to go ahead and um, introduce who's now on the program, um, Nyerka Encarnacion. Nyerka, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. And uh, let's see. I don't see Sam on the line yet, but I know that Sam will be in shortly. Nyerka, we're talking right now about um, we're talking right now about supply and demand and the lack of preparation and loss of time that we're sort of dealing with in this whole crisis right here. Um, I have called you the Aaron Brockovich of uh, of New York. I know you have done some sleuthing as far as the real estate industry is concerned and as far as, um, you know, the whole legal system is concerned. Do you sort of see a, um, a, a mild conspiracy happening as far as information not being shared? Um, yes, there's a huge conspiracy going on. Um, in the real estate agency and why so many home, so many people are going homeless. Um, it all has to start with, I would say, lies and forged documents that are being created. And, mo- and these documents are coming from courts. And the reason why they're getting away with it is because people are not reading the documents that they're being served with. They're just going to court and letting them basically guide their lives um, through these lies. Um, okay, so Sam, one second. One second, okay. one second, I'm sorry, my dear. Sam, can you hear me? Okay, Sam, so I don't know what's happening. I'm getting feedback from someone. Okay, Nyurka, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you involve the courts and the legal system. So right now we're, we're, we're talking about, um, we're talking about the loss of preparation and lack of time. One of the concerns that I've mentioned in previous programs is the fact that with the, with the current situation with the coronavirus, everyone is being told to stay at home. And in that, what does one do if you're homeless? And so I guess in your expertise would help in regard to the fact that those that are on the verge of being evicted or those that can't pay their rent, what do you foresee happening as far as New York State is concerned? Well, um, there are different types of reasons why they bring you to court. If it's non-payment, it's a little bit easier because there are negotiations that you can make. The other thing is what is called a holdover, which basically that means that the, the the landlord doesn't want you in that apartment and he wants his apartment back, period. So, okay. And as, far, and- yeah, as far as money is concerned, um, owing the, the landlord, there are many ways in which you could get those funds, including coming into an agreement with the landlord on how you're going to pay for it. Well, you know, so I'm getting a message. In, in, I'm getting a message that all, uh, 
all evictions have been halted. Um, but, you know, at, at the end of the day, we have to admit that we have an issue with we have an issue with our preparedness. We have an issue with our infrastructure. We're telling kids to go home and to study online, but not everyone has a computer. As a matter of fact, I'm in a guest uh, location where mm. I, uh, because I didn't have a laptop, I had to run about. You know, um, I'm, I, I work in media, so I am considered an essential. But at the, but at the end of the day, not everyone is under the same class system. Uh, so right. I'm going to just jump jump around a little bit here, and and forgive me. In 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 regards to Sam, I asked you, are we presently in war? You said yes. Um, Brian, do you think we've utilized every resource that we could at this time? No, I don't think we've utilized everything. I think we are still just uh, dealing around on the edges as far as our response. Um, a lot of that is um, because each each state is trying to do what they think is best. And a lot of the things that we need to do needs to be more of a, a United States thing versus a one state thing. Just because things have not reached uh, other rural areas and things like that, you don't wait until it's there and then decide, okay, now we're going to act. Um, the CDC says, act as if you have the virus. I don't recall the CDC saying, yeah, only if you're in New York, Connecticut, and some of the other states that have gotten this, uh, only act like you got it. They basically said act like everybody has it. So if everybody goes into that mindset, I think our reaction to this would be a whole lot different. And we would need a lot of different resources. Okay, so Sam, let me jump back to you. You know, one of the things that Republicans are proponents for is free market. And in the free market, uh, if something... You know, if something becomes in demand, they they believe that there should be no restrictions on the pricing. So when you have someone like the person we call Farmer Bro charging three thousand dollars for a pill, um, some would call that unethical. Uh, those that are proponents for free market would not. The unfortunately, if you're not able to pay three thousand dollars for a life saving pill, one would call that uh, a conflict or, or or a stress factor. My question is here is, um, you know, we've talked about whether the administration is leading. We have talked about whether we're prepared. Sam, do you, um, is there any point in time do you think that we've lost valuable time in regards to not getting the information out faster? Um, yeah, somewhat, somewhat. I mean, the administration, the current administration, is up against a lot of um, a lot of obstacles. There's a lot of people getting in his way, always trying to tear tear down President Trump. There's always someone to say there's something negative. Uh, there's 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 not too many other than the the people that are next to him. There's not too many. Well, let's just be frank. There's not too many Democrats who would agree with just about anything or everything that comes out of his mouth. Therefore, there is a bit of a slowdown. So in terms of I, I think, I of think time, that we're avo we're avoiding a few things here and um, we're, we're, we're kind of placing blame. Um, he has a habit of having inconsistent information. Okay, but we're talking about the Democrats and this is neither a Democrat or Republican issue. this is a national issue. Yes, and I, I was trying to get to that. like you were, your, your question was regarding the time. 
that right in 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 getting information yes. out to the public yeah so yes. if you have obstacles in your way or if you're getting a lot of um negative feedback or 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 people just blocking you let's cock blocking just in your way and and don't let you move right or left and you constantly have to barge through them to get your point across yeah that that does take some time from you and that and and it also mm -hmm. sometimes can rearrange and reorganize your priorities just because you might have to put out a few fires inevitably i mean not inevitably but but even um by accident like that could have just come up well, when he came out calling it a hoax how was that a democrat hot block going down see see Y'all, y'all only have a few issues. Y'all being Democrats, not you in particular, Brian. Well, but well, why, do you minimalize, have... why do you minimize it when he does these things? Because as you I'm guys like to always go back to Obama, I'm not if Obama said something like that, I would have crucified the man. He couldn't you even wear what? a damn tan suit. Republicans, Republicans nowadays, Trump supporters nowadays, they're going to say, you know what? If if a Republican had done what Obama did, he would have been crucified, and vice versa. So this this is never okay. ending, true, right? This is never. But ending. I don't I don't think all Trump supporters, Sam, are Republicans. Okay, and I when did Obama? That's, why I, said, that's why I said Trump supporter. Yeah, that's why I just can, call it Trump can supporter. Can I say something? Please do. Marky, you also said something about the free market and, and prices going all over the place when it's a free market. When it's a free market, which, which it is, you know it what is happened? Very, go ahead. I'm sorry. It is, it is very important. A free market doesn't mean that you just go out and you act wild, you know, like a goose. You have to be an honorable person in order for there to be a free market. Because if we run out like goose and you cannot be trusted, then free market doesn't work because I come and, from a place, huh? Yeah, go ahead. So I'm that, sorry. That, there is such thing as a human being to be an honor. You have to be an honor at all costs, meaning you have to be trustworthy because even when you become a U.S. citizen, when you are a foreign person, you have to be a trustworthy person. That's one of the values that we have to have, and it's the most important value that we must have in order to have a free market or else it will never work. Okay, Nyoka, I'm going to ask you to just move a little bit away from your microphone because I'm getting oh. most of your words, but I did get the general thought. And Nyoka, I was thinking about you when I was talking about free market because one of the things that we know in New York City in regards to real estate is that um, – this 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 coronavirus has affected the real estate industry a great deal to the point that we have empty apartments in New York City and um, we have people living in the street. How can we possibly isolate people and isolate a virus when we don't we haven't housed everybody? You know, um, so when we talk about real estate, that's one industry that is uh, that that dramatically affects this crisis. When we talk about pharmaceuticals and the medical industry, that is another industry that that uh, dramatically affects this crisis. And then, you know, let's not bring in hospitality and all of that stuff. So everyone seems to have a hand in this. I don't know if this is a Democrat or Republican issue, um, but what I do know is that uh, we are. We're not where we should be. And Sam, you have admitted that yourself. Um, uh, in that regard, Brian, I was asking you what you feel the missing link is uh, because Sam has mentioned, Sam feels a lot of blame is being placed. And um, 
I I personally feel it's 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 as as the host of this show. I I feel that there's a great deal of mismanagement, mm-hmm. and we're playing catch up. And Brian, what is your take? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, in any relationship, Marky, um, you have to have good communication, whether it's a business relationship or whether it's a personal relationship. If the communication is bad, um, whatever it is that you're trying to do is not going to be successful. Um, this is all about communication. And part of communication, uh, good communication is a uh, characteristic of good leadership. I keep going back to leadership because whether you're a father and you lead your family, you need to have good communication and be a good leader and be a good role example. Whether you're the CEO of a company, you need to be a good leader and a good communicator as well and a good role model. If you're leading a government, whether it's your local government, whether it's your state government, whether it's your federal government, you need to be the example. You need to have good communication. And good communication doesn't mean that you know everything. It means that you can surround yourself around people that know a lot of things that you don't know because iron sharpens iron. You make each other stronger because you all can contribute. And then you learn and you grow and you lead and you properly communicate. And I'm gonna go ahead and add here. I I I, 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 you, you said, Nyerka, you agree with that? Why? Absolutely. I, I agree with that, which is what I was saying. The bottom line of, you know, trust. And there he goes. Brian just mentioned that also communication. It all comes together. Well, you know, um, and, and then, Sam, I'll move to you. In, in regards to communication, part of the uh, problem, you know, this administration likes to talk about the fact that Trump was voted into office. Three million people uh, would not agree with that assessment. But in that regard, right now is a time that the whole country should be on the same page. Um, we are hearing the president um criticizing the governor of Illinois and criticizing the governor of Washington and criticizing um, the governor of New York at certain points, unless someone praises him, and then we see a whole different turnaround. Um, I don't know if this is a time of criticism or a time of praise or ego fluffing when um, it's neither a Democratic or a Republican issue, it's a national issue. Uh, There are people that are unaffiliated, like myself, there are people that are uh, independents. I describe myself as an independent, and we are, we don't feel that either party is really working in our best interest. Um, but 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 Sam, wouldn't you say that we're missing a couple of things here? I don't think it's fair to put this on the American people. We're not where we should be. We're not where we should be. Brian's right. We need an effective leader who communicates properly. Not you're not even properly, but effectively. And. Um, and I would just add to your communication point, Brian, that effective communication is when you have an understanding. That's that's when you've communicated effectively. So um, um, in terms of we're not where we need to be, yeah, that's true, man. When, when it comes to the people and dealing with this virus, I mean, whatever happened to taking responsibility for your own actions, all right? So if the leader says everybody needs to stay home, um, um, social distancing is very important and good hygiene. See, if the leader says that, CDC, President Trump, whoever, even even your mama can tell you the same thing, right? But if you don't go and do it, how is it that you can turn around and blame the president and the leadership, right? If the president turns Well, around, I'm going to blame the leadership because of a couple of things. Wait, if the president turns around and declares martial law, everybody's going to be livid, man. This whole place, this New York is going to go crazy. 
No one wants to. Well, hear Sam, we're going crazy law. now. That's right, but no one wants to hear something like martial law. But everybody is pushing in that direction because a lot of well, people hold on. are not. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are not taking on board yeah. the fact that you should not be hanging out at the beach during um, spring break. You should not be doing these things. You cannot always blame the president. You got to say they already told me not to go outside. Huh? Hold on. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Brian, did you say something? Why didn't it, Okay, true. But then why didn't he just call his buddy Ron DeSantis and say, hey, Ron, I know you got Panama City. I know you got Miami. I know you got Fort Lauderdale. But it's probably not going to be a good look if those kids are out there partying while we're sitting here trying to make this thing look serious. You mean to tell me if Trump sat there and said that to DeSantis, DeSantis wouldn't have closed uh, the Florida beaches? But I believe that the president gave every state jurisdiction on how to run their, their business. Right. Yeah. But do you not, but would you agree that the president gets more daily briefings from his intelligence people, from the CDC, than any of the governors? Who is holding all of the information? Okay? But I hear you. I do get you. And I agree with you, bro. I, I really agree with you. So well, then why, why not, if you're, if you're a responsible leader, and again, we're talking about communication, right? So he's being communicated with all, he's got all of these assets of all of the intelligence agencies and all of the experts, more than any of these other governors and localities. Yet he stands on a stage, not social distancing himself from the other people on the stage in the beginning, and says, you guys need to social distance when Mike Pence is literally right beside him, when Steve Mnuchin is literally right beside him, when Fauci is literally right beside him. So Brian, am, I to, am I to understand that you're not you're not placing any of this blame on Ron DeSantis? Is that is that what I'm understanding right oh, now? Oh no, 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 oh no. Oh God, no. I place it, I place a lot of it on Ron DeSantis. He's an idiot. Okay. So I'm, what I'm I mean saying, if he has the jurisdiction, because you cannot yeah. micromanage everything. You can you really cannot. If you're running a uh, like a well, corporation like Bill, Bill Gates is, is not, running is he Hold on, hold on. Absolutely, he is, bro. But Bill Gates is the man is the owner of of uh, Microsoft. You want you want him to Correct. go into into a particular store and tell them how to run it? If it's a like, Microsoft that, owned store work, and he thinks that they're effing it up, yes. Nyarka, yes. Question I for think, you, Brian, bro. Um, there's there's something called is, micromanagement. It doesn't always one work. One second, Sam. One second, Sam. Nyarka, you're um you're a U.S. citizen. And um, from what I understand, you were born, were you born in Santo Domingo? I was born in Santo Domingo, yes. Do you, um, what do you see from the, uh, what do you understand the government to be like um, in the Caribbean versus the United States? Uh, I, I'm hearing a bunch of guys talking. Uh, Sam has traveled. He's been in Asia and he's been in Australia. And I'm just curious to know, as someone who's a new citizen, do you do you see something here in this in the American um, in this American approach that's not working? Um, well, I saw it back then in two thousand. Let, let's put it this way. Yes. Um, the government is supposed to be our employee, and basically, employer. You mean you're our employer? No, they're she's right. Em, employee. Are there, they okay. are our employee. 
Oh, you're right. You're right. They were for the people. Yes, exactly. We brought them in for them to do their jobs. As a president, the president, what he's supposed to do is negotiate with other countries in order to um, basically control the economy. Now, Mm -hmm. the United States, from what I've researched and what I've known, is a bankrupt country since 1933. So basically, yes, since 1933. So the government has no money. And no one is asking, where is this money coming from? Okay. You you make a very good point, Nyoka, and I'm going to tell you why. I, uh, I had someone send me today a link on Facebook. Yes. And the person also works in media. And the link uh, was from South Asia, so I don't know if the show was from India or Pakistan or Bangladesh. But essentially, they were talking about China purchasing the U.S. debt and China systematically planning to shut down the U.S. economy in order for them to benefit off the fact that the U.S. economy is crippled and China's back to work. Now, China, according to Sam, China may not be telling us the truth, but also according to Sam, uh, China cannot be trusted. And if Sam is to be correct on the latter, then um, then that debt that China purchased makes the U.S. indebted to China. If the U.S. is not paying on that debt to China, then perhaps this uh, this economic warfare is planned, is strategic, and very intentional. Go ahead, Inyoka. Um I know you want to add something. Okay, from the research that I've done, it, uh, it, it is strategic and it was, it, it was intentional. But going back to China, China has bought a lot of our uh, infrastructure way, way back. Um, because if you notice, a lot of these buildings that are taken over in, in New York and even including the building that I was living with, it was Chinese people. You're kidding. I You're kidding you me. Not. I kid you not. And I have a friend. And they're known to be. Okay. You have a friend? I have a friend who was living in, an, um, in a building on 38th Street. And, um, wow, right here in New York City. The owners uh, are also Chinese. And they re- basically don't give a damn about you. They just want their money. Or, and if they want you out, you have to get out. So. Um, this this has been happening for for a long long time. It's, it's it's not this administration. I don't know if this is what what the this administration is trying to fix. Seeing that Trump is uh, negotiating a lot with um, China and going back and forth, because I haven't researched much about the government. What I'm trying to do is get myself out of this matrix. Wow! And how do you plan on approaching that? Um, it's it's a lot of research. It's a lot of um, paperwork. A lot of kneeling. It's a lot of communication. Okay. With the so, government. can I ask a question? Uh, in, in in anyone's opinion, your opinion, Slim, because uh, I, I I wasn't introduced to you properly. I don't know how to pronounce your name. I apologize. I think it's Nyorka. Nyorka. Yes. Nyorka. Okay. Um, Nyorka, uh, um, Marquis, Brian. Which is, in your opinion, any of you, all of you, which is the best country on the planet right now? To live in, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you've done research, I so 
you don't you don't have any clue which which country you would prefer not prefer to live in but is considered to be of the best in the world um country i will basically i love my country i i i went back in 2008 when i found out um that um what is this um I went back in 2008 when I knew that, you know, things were not getting better. And I'm in the fashion industry. I'm a technical designer. And the I fashion, never knew that. Okay. Yeah. The fashion industry was just falling apart daily. The same way that we're going through this virus, that's the same way that the, the, the companies in, um, in the fashion industry are falling apart. I was literally when- working for a company that was bought by a Chinese um corporation and they bought all the name brands they bought um calvin klein i mean you name it you could go down the line you're kidding me you gotta be kidding me yes and so what they decided to do was that they were gonna do the designing the production everything was gonna be done in china and daily people were being um released from their position and i was just sitting there and just seeing all of these empty tables daily because the American worker was no longer going to have a job. So the job, well, I was working from 9 a.m. to sometimes 11 o'clock at night because I was doing the job of two people and sometimes three people. But the wage didn't increase, did it? Not at all. Not okay, at all. Okay. Brian, um, I know that you work in hospitality. We're talking about how, um, d- d- you know, China, China's decisions are affecting Africa, China's decisions are affecting America. Um, and we know that the hotel industry has sort of been turned upside down with uh, Airbnb. We know that a lot of the unionized properties are outsourcing. Um, do you see China as being a threat to your industry? No, not really, not at all. Um, the, the, the biggest threat, well, the threat to the industry right now is just, you know, the uncertainty of what's going on. You know, our industry is uh, intertwined and the supply chain is uh, complex because it's everything from travel agents to airlines to uh, hospitality just encompasses so many things that are that have to feed off of each other. So um, when airlines are down 80, 90 percent, Hotels are down 80, 90%. Um, that's what's hurting us more than anything China could you know, be doing. It's the virus. And it's only the virus. Um, so, you know, you know, as we're discussing this, is there anybody on the panel today that feels that China was uh, very strategic in releasing this virus with the intention on shutting down the U.S. economy? I think that the virus was released by accident. Me too, because if it it was purposeful, it wouldn't have affected them. I mean, unless they're just idiots, why would you do it in a way where it harms you as well? That'd be like me saying, I'm going to set off a bomb, but I'm not going to wait until I'm far enough away from it so it doesn't uh, blow me up too. And Nirka, yourself? We have to understand that China was under protest for, I think, six months. I cannot remember how long for, but I, I was just recently working for a Chinese company. And we were sometimes we will not get paid on time because of the protests. And we cannot um, forget that China is a communist what, country. What so protests are you talking about? You know, 
Um, Sam, Sam, there were protests in Hong Kong. I'm sorry, New Yorker, to cut you off, but there were protests in in Hong Kong, for example. Hong Kong is not China. Hello? It is. No, it is not. It is. No, it It is is now China. No, it is not. It is now China. You stand corrected. So what is it? not. Hong Kong is not China. Hong Kong is Hong Kong. It used to be British ruled. Britain turned it over to turned it over to themselves for a period of fifty years, which has not expired yet. At the end of fifty years, China gets to go in and take it over. But the Hong Kong people have decided to protest because China is trying to take it over early. Why is China trying? Right, why right, is China trying to take it over? So is that the protest you were referring to, the one in Hong Kong? Yes, 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 yes. It's just okay, that it okay. happened so long ago, and I researched that I forgot oh, the reason why. Okay, all right, all right. Let's, you also, you also mentioned yes. New York. You also mentioned that that a Chinese company had taken over. What was that, Calvin Klein? And oh, yes. I, I'm not sure. Do you remember what year that was in? Because as far as I can tell right now, that that Calvin Klein is owned by a bigger company, a, a privately, tra- uh, a publicly traded company called PVH, Phillips Van Hilsen Corporation. Does that ring well, any bells that's to you? What happens. Yes, 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 absolutely. And and that's actually okay. what happens. Like they eventually, you know, one company buys them in, um, um, buys them out. There's also G three that buys that buys companies as well. It's so the Chinese and this company is what does not own Calvin Klein Bobo. anymore. So the Chinese company does um, not own it anymore. Now PVH does. Is that what you mean? Well, no, sometimes uh, more than one company owns the name. Because uh, PVH, PVH, I know they do they do the bras, the intimates, but, you know, another company might do the coats. One second. Before we talk about bras, Sam, I need to go back to you. On Google, it says Hong Kong is officially the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region of the People's Republic of China. It, either Hong Kong is an independent nation or it is a colony of Britain. It is part of China. People are protesting in Hong Kong and shutting down the economy because they do not like, they do not want to fully become under Chinese rule. The very thing that we are experiencing right now and that Nyurka is discussing is that certain Chinese administrative policies are stifling. They stifle workers' rights, they stifle economic rights, and they're clearly stifling health rights. So, when you corrected me earlier, what point was I missing? Hong Kong is not part of the CCP, the, Chi- the Chinese Communist Party. Chinese Communist Party it is, is not. the ruling party. China. And why are they protesting? The CCP, I've already explained that to you, because they're not ready to, they're, not, they, they're protesting because they don't want to be under the CCP. That's the protest. I just told you, Britain turned, turned Hong Kong over to its, itself. They are independent at the moment. Yeah, and they the transfer already, took place, great but the transfer took place and with 1997. 1997. The transfer took place in 1997. Yes, go on, continue. It's for it tra- this is years. 2020. It's for a period of 50 years. At the end, okay. at the expiration, so at the expiration of 50 years, then China has the right to go and get it, go and get Hong Kong back. Okay, so here's here's the problem that we have. China is going into international waters, making claims that are in conflict with Japan, in conflict with Taiwan, and they're also making claims to island that are islands that are in the South China Seas, um, creating conflict within that region. 
And essentially, what we're hearing is that China is entering Africa. China is buying resources. They're calling it investments. But according to the Christian Science Monitor, the Africans are complaining that everything that China is promising, they're not getting. We're having people that are in... um, that are discontented in in the continent of Africa. We're having Hong Kong pushing back. We now have a global virus. Um, Brian, do you see any commonality here at all on any level? Brian, are you with us? Yeah, not. Well, I'm thinking about it. Not, not really. No, you you don't. So, 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 um, so you don't see any issue with China with the buying up resources in Africa, and um, you know, Nyerka is talking about textiles. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we know about textiles is that Africa has always created its own textiles in its own fabrics, right. but now they're bringing items from China that are not as colorful because they're made with different material. They're being made much cheaper with less expensive labor. I mean, we do that. Do we not see a thing with China too? Yes. Um, Brian, you're not as clear. Repeat that, please. I'm sorry. I mean, we we've done the same thing with China as well. You know, we. So, this, is this what we deserve? What is what, well, what we deserve? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. What do you mean? Is it what we deserve? Well, well, Brian, you just said that the United States has done the same thing to China. So, is this takeover something that we deserve? The takeover of Hong yeah. Kong. Is that what you to mean? To an extent, I, I, I think what you what you're getting at more is is have we traded away some of our values to go into China to get cheaper things, and now they're starting to put more of a grapple onto us because we've kind of blindly turned and said, okay, we'll accept a lot of these different things because they're cheaper. I, I think, I, you know, I, don't know. I think Nyerka, that's Nyerka, okay, Brian, Nyerka went into a lot of detail to talk yeah. about her experience as an American worker, uh, first generation American worker who has, was working at a company. She has an area of expertise and her industry was taken over outright uh, or it, or at least if not her industry, her workplace. Mm-hmm. And she essentially got to the point that she was doing in China, the very things in America we say should not be happening. Exploitation, uh, you know, people working. Uh, she said she was working from uh, up till 11 at night. Yeah. And that's something in America we would say, well, gee, you know, unless you're paid a, a great hourly wage, or you're on salary, that's not something that we would consider legal. Nine, did you say New York at nine in the morning till 11 at night? From nine in the morning to 11 at night. And then what they what, what was be, what was happening here was that you weren't hired full time because then that's when, you know, the legal process start. You hire freelance. So as a freelance, you want to also keep your job and also want to get the job done and also on time. So basically, you have this responsibility on top of you that makes it actually <laughs> lawful for you to do what you have to do to get the job done, no matter what. You know what I mean? Okay, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up this program for today on Wednesday. Um, I, I I thought. There seems to be a lot of confusion. Um, Brian, I, I hear a lot of doubt on your part. Uh, Sam, 
I hear um, I hear things that I know that people from Hong Kong might not entirely agree with in Yurka. I know that you've had an experience that has sort of been um, a, a huge question mark for you and a lot of other people. Um, Brian, is there anything that you want to add before we kind of sign off? No, I mean, I mean, I, I totally get it. We're uh, this is all about globalization, and there's just so many things that reach into one side or another. Uh, I will say that yes, I'm aware that uh, there's a lot of uh, human rights issues that go on in China. That um, and we know that when we buy a lot of things from China, that there are a lot of human rights violations. And if you look at it, I think Wish is doing quite well, regardless. Um, and, okay, and, and that does need to be something that we need to look at because we do uh, scream out a lot of atrocities, yet we still feed them. Um, That's true. Anyway, Nyoka, you agree? You want to add? I can give you thirty seconds to add. Come again. I can give you thirty seconds to add. Uh, add one last comment before we sign out for today. Well, um, what I could add is is that I've seen the difference now. I, I am working for companies. I'm freelancing at companies that are the employees are, are getting paid better, and also they are they are now able to invest on the company that they're working for because that also was destroyed. So I definitely wow yeah okay seen a lot, and I'm also I could also freelance right now. I'm not working because of of the situation right but even when they were talking that came about from the, china right even when they were talking about the lockdown and i was getting ready at home with food i was getting job i was getting um emails from agencies of jobs that are open and i'm still getting emails of so, of um of jobs that are open so i'm really looking for it you know a a positive future when all of this is over okay when it comes okay to- and sam i'm going to give you the I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, Sam, I'm going to give you the final 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, look, when we're talking about globalization and things like that, I think that we should always find the originating point. Um, you're going to talk about subjects that are involving China. Uh, China bought out this company. China's taking over Hong Kong, all of this. I think discussing Hong Kong, discussing the company that we bought out, I think it needs to go back to the discussion. has to go, has to be back on China. Um, because if you don't understand China, China or Chinese or Chinese culture and customs, then you, you're going to be wasting a lot of conversation time because you really need to understand their cust- customs and culture. And that's how I'll leave it. Okay. Well, I'm going to just sign out by saying that I don't think Hong Kong understands it. I don't think the continent of Africa understands it. And I don't think we in North America understand it. So Sam, I I guess indirectly, I agree with you. I want to thank everyone for tuning into Verbal Assault live stream. I am your host, Marky Devereaux with co-host Samuel Cachero. I want to thank my guests, uh, Brian Parker and and Yurka Encarnacion. Um, I will hope that you guys will tune in to our Thursday program, which is Real Estate and the New York City Hospital Conversions. Why are we here? Uh, Thank you again, and we look forward to having you all on tomorrow's program. I am your host, and we'll see you then.